Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, this is our last official episode, at least for a while. I don't know if we're going to make more episodes or when we might come back, but this is going to be a good one regardless of that. This is an epic location, a place that is definitely on my bucket list of places that we have to go. And honestly, maybe maybe the most haunted place in the United States. I, I'm not sure. I know where we're covering. This place is definitely haunted. Like, I I would be scared to go here. Yeah, this is one of those places that would freak me out. This is not some quaint bed and breakfast with a ghost cat that might pass by the end of your bed. <laughs> this is scary situations. This is your haunted holiday at the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right, Lindsay. So this is a place that I've been wanting to cover for some time. Being our last episode, I decided let's go ahead and do Eastern State Penitentiary. I truly believe, like you said in the opening, this place is haunted. We've seen video proof, video evidence on ghost hunters. You know what big fans of ghost hunters we are. To me, it's some of the most compelling evidence ever captured on camera was here and it looked like a man walking down a hallway totally so i think this episode you know we talk about ghost hunters all the time and i think this one would have been a very hard one to fake they captured yeah somebody like walking or running kind of like a dark shadow type of figure running towards the camera and then backwards it was just a wild video you should absolutely google you know, I think you can just Google ghost hunters, Eastern State Penitentiary, you know, and you would find that clip pretty easily. Yeah. So if it's not something you're familiar with, definitely look that clip up. I found it to be very compelling and was really excited to see that. And ever since seeing that years and years ago, it's made me think this place is really scary because not only did they catch that on tape, but it was also a scary looking like hooded figure almost like it was creepy it wasn't just your typical apparition walking by no it was like terrifying super super scary but i've seen multiple shows you know i know portals to hell was there it's this place is super scary i mean this is not the squirrel cage jail you know that we went to you know like last summer you know that place was great to go to but it did not have the violent offenders and the just horrible death that occurred um, that Eastern State Penitentiary has. No. So we're talking about one of our bucket list locations here, and the history here is really, really brutal. So let's get into it. This place was opened all the way back in 1829, and it was open as a prison up until 1971, so over 100 years of being a prison. But 1829 is a really long time ago. And, you know, think about what the situation is in, if you're in prison today. P tons of people get shanked, stabbed, don't live in great living conditions. Even now, 
Think about it in 1829. This is almost like a different world back then. This was actually one of the most expensive public structures ever built at the time in the United States. It was huge. It was big news uh, across the world, honestly, that this essentially first true penitentiary was being built in Philadelphia. This is a massive castle-like structure. And the philosophy behind it was that people were going to do penance. They were going to find God here. And how are they going to find God? By isolation. And this is not just like isolation, like a priest in a room by himself to pray, you know, on a semi-regular basis. This is like forced isolation for sometimes many, many years. It sounds like a horrible plan. Oh, yeah. It absolutely is a horrible plan because we know that isolation for extended lengths of time today we, we know is cruel and unusual punishment, even though... It does still happen today. They have solitary confinement today. But this is solitary confinement, not just for the people that were particularly bad or, you know, whatever, acted up in prison as a form of punishment, which I still don't agree with, even if it is a form of punishment. This is solitary confinement for every single person that is incarcerated here. So let's talk about what that means exactly so when a person became a prisoner here they would go to their their cell where there was a bunk a table a toilet and a bible there was no way to even look out the cell door they were solid cell doors so that they couldn't see anybody they would be put food through a slot in the door the prison guards would even wear cloth over their shoes so that they wouldn't make noise because when they mean isolation they mean even from other noises they were prohibited from talking to each other between their cells tapping a lot of times people would tap on pipes to just try to talk Mm -hmm. to somebody some way but that was met with punishment so they would be in their cell and then they would get one hour out of their cell a day to be able to stretch their legs, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And you would think, okay, well, now is their opportunity to interact with other people. No. You know what they would do? They would put these sacks over their heads that didn't even have eye holes up until the early 1900s. This place was opened in the 1820s. So this is like 80 years of people getting one hour outside of their cell, but they'd have sacks over their heads so they couldn't talk to anybody or see anybody. Wow. That is just, it's awful. I hate that we treat people that way. Even criminals. I mean, no one deserves to be treated in in a cruel and unusual way at the end of the day. No, this is crazy. And and just like we said, it drove people into madness. That is what is going to happen. You don't have any interaction with people. You can't even speak out loud for fear of punishment. You're going to go nuts. And, and that's mm-hmm. what happened. People went insane here on a regular basis. And, you know, it's not like, okay, you tried to talk to the person in the cell next to you. Don't do that again. No, that is not the form of punishment that these prisoners endured. It was so much worse than that. So inhumane because, again, the standards back then 
were not what they were today. Inhumane treatment was completely acceptable. And let's talk about some of these forms of punishment. So if they tried to communicate with one another or did something else, one of these forms of punishment was what they called a water bath. So in the winter, this is in Pennsylvania, so it gets cold there, they would dunk them in an ice bath and then hang them up on the wall overnight like soaked and it is cold so sometimes like their skin would almost have like a layer of ice on it the next day people would die from this of course through hypothermia and things like that another form of punishment was what they called the mad chair where they would take people and they would strap them extremely tightly to a chair to the point where like their legs were strapped down, their arms were strapped down, they could not move even the tiniest little bit, which by itself would, I think, drive you slightly crazy. You get like an itch on your nose, and you're like, oh my god, I can't itch my nose. You're like tied down. It's funny, you just itched your nose when I I literally had an itch right before you actually said that, oddly Yes, I mean- a twin connection there. But imagine if your hands were strapped down and you're sitting there, not for hours, but for days, where they would not feed you. They have you strapped down, but you're strapped down so tightly that you actually lose circulation in your limbs because they also think that's a way to clear the mind is by stopping circulation. Like, again, these theories in the 1800s and before, it's just like, oh my gosh. But guess what would happen? They would lose their circulation for days on end. They would end up having to get their limbs amputated. Oh, my God. they didn't have enough circulation happening and sometimes would die as a result of this. Wow. That's wild. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and think about it. You know, we might say, gosh, well, they're in jail for a reason. You know, they don't need to be treated so great. But, like, these are human beings, most of them not murderers, by the way. Right. right. Like these are humans. People make mistakes. Let's hope people can come back from these things. And then to be treated just so poorly. Uh, it's awful. I hate that this has occurred, you know, in our history. Right. And how are you supposed to find God as they wanted them to if you're being essentially tortured? Like, right. The logic doesn't really compute. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. These are human beings. I'm absolutely with you there. This is nobody deserves to be treated this way. I don't care who you are. The next one is the hole. This is something I feel like we're all a little familiar with. A lot of different penitentiaries, prisons have had something similar to the hole, solitary confinement. This is literally in Eastern State Penitentiary, a pit in the ground with dirt that they would throw people in had a cover on and they would leave them there for weeks and in order to sustain life they would throw them a slice of bread and a little bit of water oh my gosh and lastly to me is the worst because remember one of the biggest offenses you could do in this prison is talk or tap on a pipe or something like that in order to communicate with somebody because you need to be isolated they had a form of punishment that they called the iron gag. And this is just totally disturbing. Essentially what they would do is they would take a metal clamp and they would clamp this onto your tongue. And then what they would do from both sides of this clamp would be chain. 
and they would take those chains and they would tie them around your wrists, which were behind your back. So essentially you have chains leading from your wrists, which are tied behind your back tightly, leading to your tongue, which is clamped. And if you were to move your hands in any way, it's going to pull and tug on that clamp, basically shredding your tongue up and causing you to bleed. There were several inmates here who received this treatment that died because they went crazy. They're in this this clamp thing. They're trying to get out. They're pulling and tugging. It's ripped their tongue off now, and they bleed out. Oh, well, not only that, probably like infection long term for those folks that don't bleed out. I mean, ugh, this is like some medieval like torture device kind of thing. That's crazy. It is. This is some stuff that you would see in like Warwick Castle in England in the the torture chamber in the dungeon. But this is the United States of America in the 1800s. That stuff at Warwick Castle was happening in like, I don't know, the 1500s, like hundreds of years before this. But anyway, Lindsay, it's literally known as hell on earth for a reason. These people were tortured all the way up until about 1913. Some of these things and practices were brought to light. So almost 100 years of torturing people in here, driving them insane, killing them with these, you know, different punishments. And they didn't even close then, but basically it was recognized like, whoa, hold up, everybody. What are you doing to these people? Like, you cannot be doing this. And so they kind of changed the practices at that time to make it more typical prison culture. So still, I'm sure, not great. Still people dying of, to your point, Lindsay, disease, infection, um, violence that happens Mm -hmm. in these places on a regular basis. I can't tell you what the body count is here. It did close in 1971, where it deteriorated for several decades and was reopened in 1994 as a museum and is today a nonprofit organization. So when you go to Eastern State Penitentiary today, which we'll talk about, you are supporting a nonprofit organization that is a museum. I can't believe it was open as long as it was, considering just how awful people were treated. I mean, I wonder how many inmates that served there kind of towards the end years had haunted cells. There is a few and one really famous one. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. 
Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So Lindsay, I couldn't have asked for a better segue on our final episode there, honestly, into our haunting segment because yes, reports of hauntings go back to the time when it was a prison. There is one really famous prisoner in particular that we are going to talk about that experienced ghosts here. So even the prisoners were experiencing ghosts in the cells and there is one person that we have talked about on this show more than any other person. And it is getting ready to come full circle for your haunted holiday because that person is Al Capone. Unfreaking bully. Okay, I've seen a lot of shows about Eastern State Penitentiary. I did not remember that Al Capone had been there. I love that we could have an Al Capone reference on our final episode. This is just a pleasant surprise for me. I love it. I was thinking this as I was doing the research and, you know, you can go visit Al Capone's cell. He was there for eight months of his life. He didn't die there, so we don't think he's haunting it, but there is evidence that he experienced hauntings. So when you see his cell today as part of the museum, it's like very luxurious. They have like oil paintings in there and stuff like that. Like, He had it set up. Like, how corrupt is this? He probably didn't have to deal with the iron gag, is my my assumption here. Although he would have been there later in the years than them implementing that sort of punishment. Anyhow, but people said that they could hear him sometimes, like, yelling in his cell, like, leave me alone, and that he was, like, scared and seeing spirits. And sometimes he was heard saying, Jimmy, leave me alone and Mm -hmm. they believe the theory is so i don't know how much you know about the saint valentine's day massacre this was essentially a massacre of some rivals of al capone that they believe al capone ordered the hit on and it was several people just murdered against uh, shot against a wall essentially Mm -hmm. Well, one of the people that was shot and killed was named Jimmy Clark. And they think that Jimmy Clark may have been visiting him and haunting him because people could clearly hear Al Capone asking Jimmy to leave him alone, sounding terrified. And some people say that Jimmy proceeded to follow him even after his stint at Eastern State Penitentiary. Wow. So look out, guys. If you're ever, um, let's hope you're not, but if you ever plan a murder, you know, or anything like that, you might get haunted. Look out. I mean, because I can tell you, if I die by someone's hand, I'm going to haunt you. That's just a fact. It's going to happen. You know, my other thought is you mentioned how we don't think Alcohol's haunting Eastern State Penitentiary. I doubt that he is taking ghost vacations there. I think that's the last place on his list that he's going to be going to if he's vacationing all around like we we think he might be doing who knows 
That's right. Exactly. This would probably be the last place he's going to go. He's got plenty of other good places. I mean, as we know, Al Capone, he got around. He was at a lot of these haunted locations. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, Lindsay, so I love how on our final episode, we have a story of not just Al Capone visiting a place, but being haunted at a place, which is pretty cool. I wonder if he ever really talked much about it to other people or if the main story is just from people hearing him talking to potential spirits. They say that he did. And he even contacted a medium after he got out of prison to try to get this spirit away from him. Like, I think this spirit, like, followed him around that's a nightmare yep now one of the other more famous stories around eastern state penitentiary is the the story of a man named gary johnson he was a locksmith not at the time when it was a prison as part of kind of the restoration in the 90s so he was there and he was working to remove this really old lock from like the 1820s right from a door um, to try to get into it and according to this guy essentially what happened is as the door was opening he suddenly became paralyzed he could not move by what he would describe as a very powerful force he suddenly left his own body momentarily and says he was being like sucked into the cell by some negative energy that was so strong and he could see like distorted anguished faces all like together in this negative like bundle of ghosts or something and then he like went back to his body and he said it was absolutely horrifying to this day he still shudders talking about it He'll never go back there. Like, it really shook this guy. And people think when he opened that cell, maybe he opened some sort of portal to release this negative energy with all of these spirits in it. That is interesting. I do believe certain things like that can happen. Absolutely. Where you can kind of get, you know, your soul can, you know, kind of exit your body. I think it's absolutely possible. I mean... Maybe it's a far-fetched theory I have, but I believe it could happen. Really interesting. It kind of gives me chills thinking about what this guy saw. I mean, I think it would be horrifying. I would never go back there either. Uh, I. It would be a very frightening experience to be paralyzed and then seeing something like that you know what it reminds me of if you've seen the newer version obviously there's the really really old like 50s or 60s version the um house on haunted hill Mm -hmm. it was from like the 90s or early 2000s that to me is kind of what is depicted like the monster at the end of that that's like this negative energy that's kind of like sucking things up and you can Mm. see like the faces and the different spirits that are in it that's what i envision when i saw this story I could see that. That's a good comparison, yeah. Now, aside from that, there is just a a massive amount of activity here. We talked about ghost hunters being there, actually catching evidence. That happened in case you're curious and you get to go visit in cell block 12. So if you're there taking a tour, cell block 12 is where you want to look for that spirit that we all saw in that videotape. Tons of other stuff sounds of cell doors slamming shut there's footsteps 
There's also sounds of whispering and tapping, so like going back to those times when people were in isolation and they're trying to talk to each other. But also remember, like these people went literally insane while they were here. So you may also hear things like giggling and weeping and like crazy laughing noises while you're here. Uh, Really, really scary and sad all at the same time. Definitely. You're also going to notice shadow figures are throughout this place. Some cell blocks more than others kind of they're described as like darting along the walls. There is another ghost that's seen really commonly here that the staff there call the soap lady. And I'm assuming that's because she's wearing all white, but she's actually sitting in one of the cells on the second floor that they say was kind of the women's area at one time. That's interesting. It's like a woman, it's kind of like a woman in white, but not like a wedding dress like we see at these nice places. Yeah, it's really hard to say. So it sounds like they did house women there as well at some point, which I didn't realize. Yeah, I, I honestly did not realize that either. And lastly, something that is seen all the time here, which is a horrifying thought, is apparitions of men walking around with those sacks over their head. Sometimes they're walking around aimlessly. Sometimes they may even be like sitting next to you. So I was watching an episode of Portals to Hell. They were interviewing somebody who had recently encountered this where he was sitting in a cell and all of a sudden like next to him is a guy in one of those honestly it's terrifying looking if you see a picture of these people they're out there wearing these sacks over their head it looks like something out of horror movies and this guy said he was sitting in a cell by himself and all of a sudden looks over and there's a guy with one of those sacks over his head like turning to him and he said he was so terrified like he still is having trouble sleeping like it was the most horrifying experience he's ever had that is just interesting I do remember that guy telling the story on that episode that story stuck out to me because You know, he didn't even realize, I think, at the time that that was something that they actually had to wear when they left their cells. So he didn't even realize until, you know, after the fact, you know, somebody told him, well, you know, you saw this. And by the way, they did wear this. This like actually correlates to the history. I would imagine it would be really scary. I mean, the reality is, though, this is probably just a dude freaking losing his mind sitting alone in a cell. You know, it just happens to still be there. I really hope that a lot of these spirits are just primarily residual and not intelligent. Seems like from what I've seen, probably a mix. But, you know, I just hope that these spirits aren't stuck there forever, knowingly stuck there. That's my hope anyway. Yeah, it's really a horrifying thought, I think. So, Lindsay, this is this is a popular town. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, a lot of people can go here. It is like right there in town. It is not going to be a far drive for a lot of people that can go see this. This is a museum. So there are going to be exhibits here, 
And they certainly embrace their ghosts. They call it on their website, you know, the most haunted prison in America, something like that, which I think it likely is for sure. But it, it truly is a museum. And I, I wasn't able to see anything that was like, sign up to take this ghost hunt tour. There are a lot of tour options available though. Plenty of time for you to kind of go on your own, look for ghosts while you're there. And they even have like memberships and special events and things like that. So if you happen to be in that area, I definitely suggest look into the memberships. You get even more access to this place. They may have, you know, more Halloween related kind of ghost hunts and things like that that are available to you that you can find. And I do believe around Halloween time, it is much more of an event at Eastern State Penitentiary. There are also events. You can rent it out for a wedding if you really wanted to do that. There's lots of different things. If you had a very large group of people that you wanted to actually rent the space out for, you could do that too. Things like receptions and that kind of stuff. But let's talk about the tour that you could just show up to Philadelphia one day and decide that you are going to go on. The first one is what they call the daytime prison tour. These usually run from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can buy tickets at the door or you can pre-purchase your tickets online. Typically, they give you a small discount for pre-purchasing your tickets. Now, the typical daytime prison tour is an audio tour. So you are going to get access to, I'm assuming, like a headset or, you know, some sort of auditory um, thing. And as you walk through it, it is going to have different exhibits that it's going to explain to you over like your headphones or something like that. And that is called the Voices of Eastern State audio tour and there is on their website as well a, a virtual tour that you could probably do pretty similarly now this tour is $17 for adults for seniors children there's a little bit of a discount and children seven under are free okay that's not bad now if you prefer a guided tour they do these on Saturday and Sundays at 10 30 a.m. So you can sign up for that. That one you do want to probably pre-book because it's a couple times a week on the weekends, going to be more popular. And then they do also have some American Sign Language options for those people that the audio tour does not work for on the weekends as well. So if you're interested in that, check out the website. Again, same prices, $17 for adults on Saturdays and Sundays for the guided tour. Night tours is probably more so where it's at. And these are called the night tours, the summer twilights. And these run part of the year during summertime mainly, May 6th through September 4th. And one of the big perks of this, Lindsay, is they have a beer garden afterwards. So you go do your audio tour. It's still an audio tour. You're doing your own thing. Bring your EMF detector, bring, you know, your little things of equipment that people aren't, that's not going to disturb other people getting the tour, but you're there at night, so it's going to be creepier. And then you can go out and you can go to the beer garden and have some beers with your friends. And that price ranges because it's certain nights of the week. I think it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that. You'll want to go to their website to book the tickets to see 
the prices range by the day anywhere from $19 to $29 are those tickets well I think that's pretty reasonable I like that it's kind of like an audio tour and you can probably do it at your own pace so you probably have lots of time to go through the building and you know scope things out I'd be really curious to go in there Yes, and if any of our listeners have been to Eastern State Penitentiary, please email us and let us know if you experienced anything or what your experience was like in general. I would love to hear about it. One day, maybe we'll make our way out there. Even though it is our last episode, that doesn't mean we want to stop hearing from you all. Our email address is going to remain active for you all to contact us. And I can't thank you all enough for all of the recommendations for episodes for the emails and updates and pictures that we've received this really just has been such a cool experience to be able to interact with everybody and put these episodes together which have just been so much fun to do it really has been such a blast i do want to read one really quick email from a partial email from one of our listeners named Debbie. And part of the reason I want to read this kind of for our final episode is she recently went to the Lemp Mansion. We covered this right before she went and she was really excited to kind of share a little bit of her experience with with us, which is the whole point of us doing this show, right? We really enjoy visiting these places and then also telling you how you can actually go visit and maybe see a ghost or have have an interesting experience. So, So Debbie actually went to the Lemp Mansion recently and they were there for work for a convention. So she says, when we got to the mansion, it was obvious that it was very old, but maintained well. We went up the stairway into the room, which had originally been Mr. Lemp senior suite. I knew going ahead that we weren't going to have an an attached bathroom, but I didn't realize it would be down a creepy hallway. (laughs) We were told we would explore the place but the, the kitchen was off limits, um, so they were allowed to explore around. Since the hotel also has a restaurant attached, we could certainly understand the room was, again, obviously old. There were peeling paint on the ceiling, but again, it was well well maintained for an old mansion still. Beds were really pretty comfortable. She's been to other B&Bs and have had bad experiences, but in this case, it was actually a really good experience. They did do the murder mystery dinner, and she says that it was a ton of fun. The actors were a lot of fun. The storyline was a hoot. We were seated with another couple, and they they limited it to about 20 people. We were all given a role to play, and it was a lot of fun. Dinner was the same for everyone. Salad, fried chicken, potatoes, fresh rolls, green beans, tiramisu. Wine was included which sounds fantastic. Wow, that sounds even better than what we had described in our episode. Absolutely, absolutely. So she says, and I'm kind of jumping ahead here a little bit just for the sake of time, but she says, so after the show, we went up to the room and braved the creepy hallway to get ready for bed. (laughs) We explored a little, but we were exhausted by that time and decided to go to bed. As an aside, when we turn on the TV, because I need noise, it was already tuned to the travel channel and the show was about haunted locations, LOL. (laughs) She says, we did not see anything or hear anything. In fact, we had thought we were the only people on the floor, 
But when we were getting ready to leave, there were a couple of young women doing a photo shoot. We started chatting and they had been across the hall doing a music video. The house is very well insulated because we didn't hear a thing. Also remember, I take a sleeping pill at night. Um, I did get up about 1.30 to go to the bathroom down that creepy hallway and the door to the room squeaked and cracked loudly. They really need to oil it, LOL. That would have been the time I would have expected to see or hear anything, but nothing. Anyway, a couple of practical things. There is no staff there once they close down the kitchen. Ultimately, she says, you know, she can't comment on the other bathrooms, but if she were to stay at the Lent Mansion again, she would get a different room with an attached bathroom. This was the only room with two beds. That's why they stayed in the room that they did. But and Debbie sent us a bunch of pictures and all that kind of great stuff to kind of explain her stay. I so appreciate her reaching back out and telling us about the Lemp Mansion. What a great update. That is exactly why we do the show, because we want to hear these updates from everybody. And also, it proves your point, Lindsay, that those attached bathrooms are really a necessity. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting that, you know, that's something that came up in this case. So, Debbie, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for emailing us. I'm so glad that you were able to go and stay there. I'm sorry you didn't experience a ghost, although maybe you're not sorry about that. But, you know, it's whale watching, like we say, you just never know. Well, I do want to thank all of our listeners over this last over two years now that we've been doing this show. It really has been a fun time doing this. I, I hate that we have to end it. We've really run short on time. The last few months have been really tough for us to keep up the episodes, and we kind of realized probably need to bring it to an end. But you know, please, you know, keep exploring these haunted locations. We certainly are still planning to go to different haunted places. Um, we're not going to end that part of our fun trip because, you know, we used to always do that before we even started the show. So that's going to continue to go. We so thank you for your support. It's really been a blast. And please make sure you keep in touch. Thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. We love our listeners. And follow us on Facebook because we're still going on haunted trips and we're going to continue to update you all. Have an amazing rest of your week and stay in touch. Mm-hmm.